0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number seven and season number two of the Go For Two podcast. I am your host, Jackson Wallace. I got my friend, my buddy, my pal, Lucas with me. Lucas, how are you, my friend?
1: Fantastic. All right, we, we just got done doing the hometown heroes uh, podcast special for YouTube which is awesome. Um, it's a great My time. mood is a little dampered by the fact that we don't have cams on today, but that's okay. We'll have cams next week. We just got some stuff we're going through. And, yeah, a uh, little, little technical
0: difficulties, a little something going nice on with weather. my my computer or something.
1: You know, I mean, I got I got everything
0: here, man. Tennessee's nice today. Let's get it. Okay, let me tell you, okay. We, we talked about this in the Hometown Heroes episode, okay, but Lucas is enjoying beautiful weather. It's immaculate outside, not a cloud in the sky. You know, Memorial Day, like, picture perfect, like, you know, dad on the grill, that type of thing, Everybody swimming. For me, it's gloomy, it's dark, it's rainy. My hat, like, okay, so my, my apartment's sitting next to an, a construction site, okay, and the construction site literally looks like the trenches of World War One. It's all muddy. It's like there's stuff everywhere. Nobody wants to be down there. So uh, that was also the same amount of mood that I've currently been in with uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Kind of, kind of, kind of damp. Kind of dark. Kind of despair. Just ready for Dak to freaking sign his contract. But anyway, before we get into all of that, Happy Memorial Day, everybody. We're recording this on uh, Monday, May 25th, so that is Memorial Day. Me and Lucas had some extra time. So we figured we'd go ahead and bang out these two podcasts at the same time. And um, so we just want to give a quick little thank you to all of those uh, servicemen and women out there. We would not be here without you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And a happy Memorial Day to you all. We appreciate it. Yep. Thank you much. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So now, Mr. Lucas, and I see, I did this before you had to remind me. Comments. Comments, We're comments, ready. comments from episode number six. Okay, I'm disappointed and yet at the same time ecstatic. Okay, here's why, Lucas. No. Mr. Casey, who left three comments on the Hometown Heroes video, one of which was a reply to his own comment. That was something new. I hadn't seen that before. Good job, Casey. Did not take the time to comment on uh, this episode, Lucas. He, he, he didn't comment on episode number six. We have no comments from Casey. Okay, that's why I'm sad. Okay, feeling a little. all, All I can assume
1: is that he wasn't in the right state of mind after answering himself in the replies.
0: Yeah. Let me tell you what. Some of those comments were wild. I'll throw him a little bone here. Okay.
1: Yeah, he's saying
0: some crazy stuff. Um, There's something going on. Okay. But, however, we do have a comment from El Shefe. Shout out to my friend, my buddy, my pal, Mr. Aiden out there. Thank you, Aiden. Thank you. Appreciate you making the uh, YouTube account and leaving us a comment. He has a question, Mr. Lucas. I feel this is really right up your department, considering Uh, this is about your division, the AFC South. Okay. Oh, a terrible place to be. He said, "He said I also want to do a fun little segment on the dumbest trade that Houston <laughs> that Houston has ever done, giving up D Hop for David Johnson. What do you think they are going to do this year, Aiden? Thank you so much for the comment, A.K.A. El Chefe. Keep cooking, brother. Keep cooking, Lucas. What are you thinking? I mean, we got um looking at the rest of the
1: division. I mean, I've got them finishing third in the AFC South. Uh, I feel like." A lot of people probably think that's stretching it a little bit considering they have won the division a lot recently. Um, but it's just you look at the Colts and Phillip Rivers washed or not washed, whatever you want to say he is, with Frank Wright. I think it's a dangerous combination. Um, they got two halfbacks that can do anything. They've got a defensive line. They've got linebackers. They've got everything, Jackson. They've, they've got speed at wide receiver. um, it's hard, to, it's hard to see them not getting first or second. And I think the Titans just went to the, AF, the AFC Championship, you know, and we, we brought back the big boys, and we're going we're gonna to do our best to win. And I, I, think, I think it's pretty, pretty easy to assume the Titans are going to be first or second in the division as well. So I just feel like the Texans kind of get kicked out, especially after losing DeAndre Hopkins. Like, you can't replace that weapon.
0: Literally the best wide receiver in the NFL. I'm curious to yep. see what they can do with, um, you know, where they picked up Randall Cobb and Brandon Cooks and David Johnson. David Johnson, if healthy, can be a, a lethal running back, but he hasn't been healthy in a while. So that's why I kind of have uh, some questions there. Possible fantasy target late on, like, like later rounds, might be able to pick him up late. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, I got him finishing third as well. Me and Lucas kind of talked about our different projections. Um, I think, you know, Phillip Rivers, he's better than Jacoby Brissett. They were poised last year to kind of make an AFC title run. I feel like they're poised this year to do so. Uh, I got the division going up between them and the Titans. I just think, I don't know. And me and Lucas have talked about this time and time again. Is Bill O'Brien like crazy, or is he just crazy smart out thinking the rest of us? History suggests just crazy. But who knows? <laughs> we'll, who knows? But we'll any,
1: see and, what happens.
0: Anyway, thank you for the comment, Aiden. We really do appreciate it. Uh, Tana. Oh, yeah. Get into it, Mr. Lucas. I'm ready.
1: All right. So so first up, Mr. Jackson, I believe you have a little tidbit on a Mr. Jamal Adams. With the Jets?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got some stuff going on with Jamal Adams. Okay, so just for a little background information for everybody, last year, you guys might remember this whole talk about Jamal Adams possibly to the Cowboys. It's been a rumor for a bit. The Jets wanted a first-round pick. The Cowboys obviously said no, and instead, we turned that first-round pick into CeeDee Lamb. Advantage Dallas. So, in that scenario. <laughs> um, but, Jamal Adams, he's been very clear, very vocal. He's not happy with the Jets organization. He wants out. He's a two-time Pro Bowler. He's entering his fourth- you're in the league, um, dynamic safety, uh, can and, and it could be versatile. He could also slide into the nickel if he needs to. He could play corner, he's just kind of one of those can do it all defensive backs, right? He's he, you know, he's a two time Pro Bowler, he's only been in the league for three years, so he's been doing very, very well. Um, and the Jets really like him, they want to get a long term contract done, uh, but obviously, you know, with everything going on with Rona, and uh, if uh, not knowing when everybody's gonna actually be back within training camp. And organizations have kind of been taking their time deciding on who's who we're gonna sign long-term and not. They're kind of waiting it out as the kind of global side of things kind of calms down a bit. But he's been adamant he either wants a deal right now or he wants to be traded. Like he wants, he, he, he's being impatient basically. So there's been rumors, of course, flaring up again. Could Jamal Adams be traded to the Cowboys, right? Um, uh, I don't know, it just kind of depends. I think there's there's two things that could happen here. One is suggesting that we trade Michael Gallup for Jamal Adams, right? Obviously the Jets are in need of a wide receiver. Amari Cooper has even been vocal, stated before that Michael Gallup could be a number one. He, you know, they're basically yeah. 1A, 1B on that team. And, you know, Michael Gallup has improved immensely, and he's just that guy. Um, uh, so the Cowboys, obviously, with drafting Ceedee Lamb, do have, I guess you could say, wide receiver capital to spare. I guess that could be an argument. But... I don't like this trade. Um, obviously, we have a glaring need at safety. Um, if we could get him, that would be fantastic, but I think Michael Gallup is too steep a price because I think what's gonna make our offense even more dynamic this year is the fact that we have Lamb, Cooper, and Gallup. I think Gallup's really gonna have a chance to shine. He's actually kind of one of my um, um, spotlight players to watch going into the season because I think CeeDee Lamb's gonna, you know, he's gonna, obviously he's gonna attract a lot of attention Amari Cooper, best route runner in the league, going to attract a lot of attention. He's going to be healthy this year, not going to have ankle or knee issues, hopefully. So I think Michael Gallup's just good to have. He's also, when does it hurt to have an extra, you know, good wide receiver? Never. So um, I think that would be too much to give up. I hope they don't do that. Um, Also, one big hurdle here is Dallas hadn't figured out what they want to do with Dak Mm -hmm. yet. Right? That contract, those negotiations are still kind of hovering for everybody. So, um, you know, will we sign him to a long term deal? The deadline's approaching July 15th. I don't know. Um, But one thing I can guarantee with this deal nothing moves on Jamal Adams until we figure out what happens with Dak. Um, So, just kind of curious. Just kind of curious. Um, What do you you think about that, uh, Lucas? Potential trade with Jamal Adams? So, just
1: to refresh me here uh did y'all draft a safety in the draft
0: no I don't think okay, so so
1: like I remember us like talking about how y'all skipped over Xavier McKinney and uh Grant Delpit right right yeah okay uh maybe the Cowboys have kind of already like the rumors have been out there for a while maybe it's because y'all kind of ex- are expecting to get Jamal Adams it's possible
0: it's possible. Uh, I mean, we definitely want him, right? Right. Um, um, I just so I, I, really think, I really
1: think that's an interesting deal. Uh, I think it'd be an awesome trade. Gallup for Jamal Adams, I think, is, is, a, is a good trade, especially considering you got C.D. Lamb now. You got a tight end that you're expecting to do good. You obviously have Zeke there always. Um Andy Dalton or Dak Prescott, either one could throw a ball to any of those guys. And I don't care if it was wobbly straight upside down, or if it was on fire, they're probably going to catch it. <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, I really think you need to help your defense. Um, because yeah, it's just, you, you need, you need help. <laughs> yeah, right? You need some secondary help, Jackson. That yeah. How it is. You need to sign Logan Ryan and you need to, you need to trade for Jamal. That's Adams. the
0: thing, man. With 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 this whole contract thing with Dak, like, and we don't know where we stand on, and we can't make a move on a Logan Ryan right now. You know, we can't yeah, make.
1: You, a, I don't think you can make a move on a Jamal Adams until it's
0: resolved, either. Yeah, we can't make a move right. on a Jamal Adams. We can't make a move on anything until we figure out what's going on with Dak, and if you know if Jamal Adams is really out here demanding a trade or demanding a sign now, I'm worried it's going to be too little, too late. Yes, the Cowboys are interested. Last year, we got really, really close to a deal, um, and who knows? Maybe we could trade for him this year. You know, I would love to have him. You know, but uh, it would hurt me to give up Michael Gallup. But you know, at the same time, he has a, its a glaring need for defense for us. We don't have—we're so considering moving some of our corners to safety. That's been kind of the talk of the town. Uh, Chidobe Awuzie uh, might move over there. Uh, apparently he played safety in college for a little bit, and that's kind of his natural position. I don't know. We'll just have to see, but uh, it we're, we're considering moving positions. It's kind of that we're kind of desperate yeah. for that. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it ain't looking pretty, Mr. Lucas. But yeah, Jamal Adams. That's kind of the news going on. He wants a he wants a deal now, or he wants to be traded. He doesn't want to wait for anything else to happen. So we'll keep oh, an eye on that, that in the coming weeks.
1: The of that just. Killing the Cowboys.
0: Yeah, if he could make a decision that we can know, you know, and um, know where we stand and know where we have money to spend. So anyway, that's what's going on with Mr. Mr. Adams. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't I don't really um, want to get away with Gallup, though.
1: <clears throat> so another thing I wanted to just talk about, Jackson, is um, so everyone knows with the covid situation going on. Uh, yeah. A lot of NFL teams, honestly, all of them have been doing online training camps. Um, and they even had to move the date back once. I'm not sure when that ends, but I know it's going on right now. Yeah. And I just, I just want to know, Jack, I kind of want to know like your take on how do you think this is going to affect teams? Like, like, do you think there's going to be a team like the Patriots who have Bill Belichick as their coach and he's an old timey guy and he's super smart and you always expect him to have his teams prepared, but maybe something like this. Hurts him because it's not a traditional way, or or maybe yeah. a coach like him finds a way and he does and he does a way better job than someone like a like a Dan Quinn with the Falcons or something. Um, yeah. So kind of
0: kind of touch on that a little bit for me, and sure, I think we're teams that are really going to struggle are teams that are coming in with brand new staffs, right? I.e. the Cowboys, um, yeah, um, teams like that, the Browns, because. You know, these coaches haven't really had too much of an opportunity to really even get acclimated with, you know, the facility and all of their staff and who runs what and who's, you know, doing this. I mean, Mike McCarthy's got a little bit of an edge, I guess, in that department because he came in, you know, so early, um, uh, you know, before all this quarantine stuff, he, he was able to kind of get to know everybody. but. With a new staff, like you're coming in, you're learning on the fly. All you know straight away, you got to get your team prepared. You got to change up your system. You got to get your guys hired. Like it's an extensive process. And with this whole delay with 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 COVID, I think it's really going to hurt those teams bringing in a new system, um, and, and and new coaches. What about the Miami Dolphins?
1: Like teams like that that just have all these rookies coming in. Cincinnati Bengals got a new
0: quarterback. The Chargers have a new quarterback. You know. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's going to hurt all those guys too for sure. Because, I mean, there's nothing like you can get with one-on-one interaction or everybody getting together and the camaraderie that you're able to build at the facility. I mean, online, yeah, that's cool and that's and that's great and I'm I'm glad there's we found a way to get some kind of substitute in for that. But there's nothing the same as throwing the ball. to the guys handing the ball off and, and working out with everybody in cohesion together at the same place. Right. It's right. It's traditional uh, with like. Bill, with Bill Belichick, like kind of being a little more old timey, traditional. I mean, I'm sure that the Patriots organization have a guy in there who's able to kind of walk everybody through the technical side of things. Um, right. It's probably going to be a challenge for him. I, I imagine it, it wouldn't, I, I can't really imagine a scenario where it wouldn't be a hurdle. Um just kind of getting used to that it's but by the same token it's it's difficult for everybody um but it's especially going to hurt the people with new quarterbacks tons of rookies new coaches because not only do they have to get acclimated to everybody within the staff and the organization but they also have to try and get their guys ready without being actually present with them right
1: i worry about the titans a little bit you know like you it's supposed to be Tannehill's first like full off season, him the starter yeah because last year he said he had to bite his tongue he didn't really get to work with the starters as much as he probably wanted to so like i worry about that a little bit but then at the same time part of me is like well i feel like frable is always gonna have the team ready stuff like that but then i'm also like well maybe not if if this is happening and then yeah
0: it's a challenge for everybody it, you know, I tell you what, it's really a challenge over here for for, my, for me with the Cowboys at Dak. And I know we already did our Hometown Heroes episode, but this is kind of a mini extension, I guess, if you will. Um, Dak not being signed and, you know, not participating in these offseason programs yet. It's going to hurt us, man, like because I know we're still keeping the same offensive coordinator and still kind of run. You know, he, Kellen Moore still calling the plays, but it's still going to be difficult, you know, <clears throat> quarterback and head coach syncing up if they're not even talking you know, because right. of the contract. So it's just add, it's adding more fan to the flame, if you will. Um, yeah, and also when you're looking at situations such as, uh, the Raiders,
1: the Derek Carr, Marcus Mariota, specifically the bears with Nick Foles and Trubisky. Yeah. Like you're looking at that and you know, they're wanting as much time as they can possibly get in person with these quarterbacks to find sure. out when they want and, uh, could maybe rush some decisions. Um, because, you know, they use they use all the time they can get. I mean, week one of the NFL season starts and teams are like, yeah, we're not really we're
0: not ready. You know? Yeah. Like like, I, like no one's ready week one, week two, really. Yeah. Um, do you think that even puts more pressure on these preseason games? Like, do you think people play their starters a little bit more because they haven't you know, quite a, had the same amount of reps and chances to get warm and ready to go in the off season? Probably not,
1: just because the the whole injury thing is, and you worry about the wear and tear of the long season. But, um, I could definitely see more mistakes in week one, week two, than we usually see. Like usually, we see a bunch of stuff going on in the beginning, but we could see some wild things happen at the beginning of the season that just normally
0: wouldn't happen. I completely agree with that. I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a couple of weeks before we really see these teams kind of get their feet under them and get warm and get in a rhythm, you know? So, um, and that could really affect, you know, later on down the year, if it takes you an extra two weeks to kind of get acclimated and get going, maybe you'll lose a game that you probably shouldn't have lost. And that's going to end up affecting everything down the line. So should be a juicy season, Mr. Lucas, with everything that's going on. Um, I'm excited. This is—I mean, to win some football games. Yeah, yeah I mean it's definitely. It, this is unprecedented right we haven't ever had something like this this kind of a hurdle going into a season and it'll be really interesting to see you know what teams can respond and what teams can't and what teams were able to take advantage of the virtual off-season workouts and what teams were kind of struggling with it um right it's it's all stuff that we haven't ever had to deal with before so it's gonna you know i think it's gonna come down to those teams like you said they've they have stability in the front office. They have stability at the head coaching job, and they have you know um, protocols and things like that in place to 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 make sure that they really can take advantage above other teams in that scenario. So, super excited <clears throat> to to get the season started, man. Super yep. excited.
1: Um. So. Of course, everyone that's been watching knows Mr. Jackson. Uh, we've started doing <clears throat> every week. We do a new week of the regular season. We're doing our yes. pickums for it, and then at the end of all this, it's going to be like the week before the NFL season. We're going to be super excited, and uh, we'll have our full playoff bracket and everything. You know, we'll we'll know what we think the record of each team is going to be. We'll have our own personal power reckon, rankings based off of this. Yes, yeah, I everything. I think it's, it's going to be an awesome time. It's going to be great. Uh, it's,
0: um, it, it works out great. The math works out great. This is a, a brilliant idea for Mr. Lucas. All credit to him in the comments below. Um, this has been super fun, you know, and uh, – uh, it's not like we're, we're doing it like we usually do. We're like, okay, well, let me look at all the Dolphins games, you know, a week before. It's like we're going into right. this week by week and really kind of trying to, like, predict as much as possible and, and, and fine-tune. And I'll be really curious to see what my playoff bracket ends up looking like. That's going to be great. Um, so this is week three this week. For those of yes. you that
1: haven't seen any of the previous rankings, I'm sorry, uh, picks, just go back the last two weeks. You can skip to whatever time mark it is in the video. You'll have a fantastic time. Listen to what we got. Yeah, we are one thousand percent accurate on all picks, Mr. Jackson. 1000 percent. 1, Especially right now, given that none of the games have been played, right? So no so so one can say we're wrong.
0: You can't refute us yet, okay? We are one hundred percent, you know, from the right. line here. Uh, back to the to the duo, me and Lucas. Right? We don't have a guest this week. That was fun though having Tyler yeah. on last week. That was a good time.
1: Yeah. So uh, week three... Thursday night football, Mr. Jackson.
0: Dolphins at Jacksonville. Dolphins at that's Jacksonville. Weird. Isn't that kind of a weird? Yeah, I was gonna say that's kind of a weird Thursday night game. I Might have read something wrong. Okay, so what do we <laughs> usually you know, what do we usually think about with Thursday night games, Lucas? Okay, uh, we think about the travel that the away team has to go uh, on a short week in preparation for you know their opponent, right? Uh, I think right. we we did a statistic last year, and I can't remember the exact percentages, but the home team usually wins these uh, Thursday night games because of those things because of the short week because the travel to preparation etc here's the thing though the Dolphins are traveling to Jacksonville and they already live in Miami so they'll be able to go home and probably take a bus to Jacksonville for the game day so because I, both teams are here on a short week but this is practically a home game for both teams um, I'm going to go with the Dolphins over the Jaguars. Minshew mania ain't it, man. Um, I, I The mustache is, is uh, until they make a significant change at the mustache position. Um, <laughs> I, I, I really do. I think I have Jacksonville like favor to lose in every single game because I just I. Alert. Go ahead. Yeah, I just I don't. I don't see them winning this game. Yeah, they're at home. Yeah, it's a short week. Technically they're favored, but I like what the Dolphins are doing. I like the pieces that they added in the offseason. Um and I think they're gonna have a they have a better quarterback. Um so for that reason I'm picking Miami. So um
1: So I'm actually gonna go Jacksonville here, even really? though Jacksonville is the only team in the NFL. That according to Vegas is favored to lose every game.
0: Okay, so I'm not crazy. All right. Yeah. No. I'm not crazy. Man, Jackson. I got I gotta go with the home team. Yeah, see, and usually I would on these Thursday night games. Like that's the home team is statistically like they they have a much better chance, but because they're both bad. It's week three, you got
1: rookie quarterback, Tua coming in, like
0: Yeah. Whether it's Tua or even if it's Ryan Fitzpatrick, I have the edge in the quarterback department. I think Gardner Minshew is the <laughs> worst quarterback in the NFL. I would take backups over him.
1: Uh, tired I can't of the, wait to see them lose, Jackson. It's t- going to be great. Tired of the George's, um, man. <laughs> tired of the George's. Next up, uh, Titans at the Vikings.
0: Oh, this was one of those games, Lucas, where it was super hard for me to pick, right? So week yeah. three... you're you're, you're trying to get your feet under you trying to get into a bit of a rhythm you're on the road going into Minnesota hostile territory and according to my rankings I have Minnesota winning my first two games they're they're red hot they're coming into it uh, probably successful at running the ball but I'm gonna go with your boys I'm putting faith in you Lucas you got to have some of these big-time wins to make the playoffs and to win your division and these are one of those that I'm giving you I'm giving the edge to Tennessee and Derrick Henry Mm. I have faith in you, Lucas. I have faith. So,
1: so I'm also going with the Titans. Um, the Titans have this deal where we play uh, these teams that are supposed to be way better than us, or whatever, you know. And and we have a we have a way to, of winning those games. It's just something we do. Um, this Vikings game honestly doesn't scare me a whole lot. It's not like I'm playing the Chiefs or the Saints, and I'm like, eh, we're gonna need some magical stuff to happen to win, you know. This is like we're playing the Vikings, and I really kind of see our teams a little even, okay? Yeah. Um, I think they probably have a better pass rush than us, um, and I would argue they had better wide receivers than us, but, you know, they don't have their boy anymore. Um, they don't have digs. I, I like our guys, and I think our run game's better, and I'm not sure Davin Cook's going to be healthy. So, I, I got to go with the Titans. I, I got to... I got to think that we're going to find a way because that's something we do. This, this to me, is like playing the Chargers last year with Phillip Rivers, right? Like, I know that their record wasn't that good, but most of their games were only lost by, like, one score, I think. Yeah, it was super close throughout the entire year. Yeah. Um, and so... Um, Still a tough team to beat. We, like, stopped them on the goal line at the end of the game to win, you know, and I'm kind of looking for something like that here against the Vikings. Uh, Yeah, I have faith. You guys are going to dig deep.
0: You're taking that win on the road. Uh, Next game, you have the Texans at the Steelers. Okay, this one's fairly easy for me. You have Bill O'Brien on the road. David Johnson hasn't played forever because he's a freaking dinosaur. Uh, You're going into Mike Tomlin's stout new defense that was impressive last year, even with injuries. Big Ben's back. He's at home. He's feeling comfortable. I'm going with Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, I go with Pittsburgh. Everything you just said checks out, bro. Um,
0: Bengals at the Eagles. I got Philly at this one. Philly at home is a different beast. Um, uh, I think it's going to be a really tough place for Joe Burrow to play. Uh, I just don't think they match up well, especially with all of the Eagles wide receivers. Um, I don't think the Bengals defense will be able to keep up.
1: Yeah, I mean, as long as Carson Wentz is there, you know, like they're going to win this game. The Bengals just don't have all the players. They don't have the they don't have the talent yet.
0: Yeah, um, yeah they're a work of progress, but that's okay. 49ers at the Giants. Niners at the East Giants, the games, man. man. I'm telling you, man. I got, I got, I got a uh, San Francisco all the way here. Sorry, Danny Dimes. Uh, I'm looking at that 49ers front seven. It is scary, even with all yeah. the different upgrades that they did and uh, different trades that they had. Also picked up some, quite a few dynamic players on offense. So uh, yeah, I got, I got San Francisco here and Mr. Uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's chisel jawline. Yeah,
1: well. I'm also going 49ers. I'm sorry, Tyler. Uh,
0: yeah, sorry, Tyler.
1: It's just, yeah, it, it, it don't stand a chance. Yeah. Bro. Um. Raiders at the
0: Patriots. All right. So I'm going with Bill Belichick at home. I think New England's still a tough place to play, even if it is in September. Um, uh, I I know, man, the Raiders have more offensive firepower. That is definitely for sure. But I'm looking for the Patriots defense special teams to really kind of step up. Um, I'm I'm curious. Dude, I'm like, whenever I'm picking these games, I'm like, I just don't know anything about Jared Stenum, man. This dude could be the truth. And I don't know, like, or he could be just terribly bad. Um, but I'm looking for him to kind of hopefully get into a little bit of a rhythm here. He's at home, that should help him. Uh, for that Bye. reason, for being at home and Bill Belichick at home, I'm picking. I'm picking New England.
1: Yeah, I'm a disagree, man. I'm gonna go with the Raiders. Okay. Um, I know they're they're playing away, uh, and it's gonna be in one of the toughest places to play. But I really don't see. You know, everyone's – like I said earlier with the Titans, bro, there's just these weird matchups where some teams just do some stuff, and I think this is one of those where the Raiders are going to find a way to win. Right. They're going to find a way to win, and and we're knocking on wood. Knock on wood if
0: you're with me. All right.
1: (laughs) I Um, like that. I like that.
0: Redskins at the Browns. Easy. Got Cleveland. Cleveland at home. Jack Conklin, they picked him up. They got a new head coach. Baker Mayfield, of course, isn't shooting commercials. Uh, Sorry, Washington. He's working with his team. We're going to talk about that later.
1: He's working out with his wide receivers right now. Good. That's what he should
0: have been doing the whole time.
1: Yeah. uh, Rams at the Bills.
0: Rams at the Bills, man. This is one of those tough games. Uh, you know, I've, we, we've talked about the Rams before. Like, feel like they lost a lot of lost a lot of people, especially on the offensive line. Yes, they have Jalen Ramsey. It's going to be a matchup nightmare for Stephon Diggs. Who else is going to be able to step up? I'm looking to Cole Beasley. I'm also looking to uh, Devin Singletary um, for the Bills as well. Um, I got I got a Buffalo at home on this one. Yes, yeah, so I also have Buffalo
1: winning. Um... You're playing at Buffalo, strange things happen in Buffalo, man. Weird things do right, happen, man. Strange things happen. And I'm really I'm really thinking these these first beginning of the season, you know, first half of the season Stefan Diggs' is gonna come out and try to prove something. So I'm looking for that to to really help with him trying to help out Josh Allen.
0: I think he's going to have a really rough start in his first couple weeks, right? We're looking here at week three. He's up against Jalen Ramsey, who is really going to shut him down, I feel like. And Mm. uh, just kind of, uh, I think he's going to, it's going to be one of those things where like Stephon Diggs hasn't done much in the first three weeks. Is the trade of the Bills worth it? Did Minnesota luck out, you know, getting rid of him and, you know, things like that. Um, I think that's going to kind of be one of those little mini story arcs going on uh, the first couple of weeks of the season.
1: Um, Bears at the Falcons.
0: Okay, yeah, this was was uh, a little bit more difficult. Uh, to kind of pick, right? Obviously, I love the Chicago bears stout defense. Uh, Todd Gurley added to Atlanta at home. Uh, I'm going to go with Matty Ice here. I think they're going to have enough what? to... Yeah, I'm going with the Falcons. I think they're going to have more than enough to... Uh, I, I, I just don't have a lot of faith in Mr. Biscay because at this point, I still think he's starting. Um, and uh, I feel like... The, I, mean, the, I mean, it's quite simple, right? I think the Falcons are just going to outscore them. Um I have more faith in that offense than I do in in Mitch Trubisky and his offense up against the Falcons' defense. Well, see,
1: I have more faith in the Bears' run game and the Bears' defense compared to the Falcons' offense, how scoring them. Zach will be excited to hear
0: that. Zach will be
1: excited. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going with Atlanta. Um,
0: Panthers at the Chargers. I got... I almost said Cam Newton. <laughs> I got Teddy Bridgewater on the road here. Uh, I'm going with the Panthers. I'm going with Christian McCaffrey. I feel like the Chargers are still going to be working out. I mean, they're still going to have Tyrod Taylor into the quarterback position here. Um, weird things happen in LA, like you said it before, man. The Chargers have lost a lot of close games. Um, maybe they flip that around this year on its head. Um, but I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go purely off of quarterback skill here. I'm going with Bridgewater.
1: Yeah, I'm also going to go with the Panthers, uh, not just on quarterback, although I do think they win in that position. I just feel like their team as a whole kind of outclasses the Chargers. Even though they're having a travel, I still see them getting the win. Um, Yeah. Jets at
0: the Colts. Jackson. Another easy one for me. Curious to see what happens with the Jamal Adams trade heading up into this. You know, obviously the time of us doing these predictions, no trades have gone through. Even if the trade does go through, I still think the Colts have more. I mean, like you said at the beginning of the show, man, we were talking about Aiden's comment. Um, They have talent all over the place, young talent all over the place. Uh, One of the youngest teams in the league. You bring on Phillip Rivers, who's better than Jacoby Brissett, team him up with Frank Reich and scary things could happen. Uh, Colts are at home. I mean, they have the advantage in almost every scenario here. Um, I got to go with Indy.
1: Yeah, I also had to go with Indy. I just don't see the Jets being able to match up with their firepower. Um, Ooh, the boys at the Seahawks.
0: Here's the thing. Okay, so this is one of those things where we try to talk – we bring COVID into this, right? Because traditionally Seattle is like one of the toughest places to play. It's one of the, t- like it's, it's top five in terms of hard places to play with crowds, with crowd noise, with different things like that, you know, and it's West coast. So usually you have to get up earlier because you're used to a different time zone. So it's, it's a bit different there. So, uh, the Seahawks are almost always favorite at home. Uh, we're kind of I'm curious to see if, you know, if the games we play with fans this year uh, or if they're if they are, um, you know, at what point in the season do they bring them in? Is it the beginning? Is it middle? You know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm assuming the fans will be here. So with that, I'm going with Seattle at home you know Russell Wilson has the edge uh, i like their defense a bit more um and I, just, I don't know man russell wilson i feel like he's just going to kind of i think he's going to be an mvp form this year man and i don't think we're going to have enough to to counteract this. every so year i'm going isn't he <laughs> dude, he's so good man i'm going with seattle at home sorry boys yeah
1: i could go with seattle too uh the way your secondary is right now and that bad man mm. russell wilson yeah yeah um yeah Buccaneers travel to Denver
0: for the Broncos. Listen, man. Brady's got a bone to pick with the Broncos, okay? Because I think it was 2013. Brady's trying to get back to another Super Bowl. Goes into Denver. Gets beat by Peyton Manning. Okay? He's got a bone to pick with the actual Broncos. All right? He's tired of them. He gets to go back into that stadium and get revenge for what should have been his several years back. Okay? So... It, I mean, it's Tom Brady, man. The Denver Broncos don't have much. Okay, yeah, they added a couple. They, they did a pretty good draft, and that's great. But we're comparing two completely opposite sides of the spectrum in terms of quarterback skill here. Drew Locke on the up-and-coming. Yeah, kind of. We got the, the GOAT, man, who, by the way, I had an incredible golf game this past weekend. All right, in the uh, in, a, in a charity game, I think he teamed up with um, Jack Nicklaus, uh, and they they played against Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning. And uh, anyway, so the goat played really well at golf. He could play it well at anything. Okay, even in hostile territory, even in the Mile High Stadium, I got Tampa <clears throat> on the road. Um, I actually have the Broncos winning. Number
1: one, <laughs> it's in Denver. All right, and and that affects the players playing at that altitude. It does. Coming from Tampa. Yes, that's true. Um, on top of that, Brady teams are known for slipping up earlier in the year. This is it. This is the slip. Bro. An away game against the Broncos where you got Vaughn Miller and Jarrell Casey on the other side coming after you. I'm back Along with Marshall coming after you. Yeah. I'm I gotta I gotta go with the Broncos. I see uh I see the Bucks making some mistakes this game and losing it themselves.
0: Mike Evans will have a day against Denver. We'll see. We'll have a day. I'm telling you, man. We'll see, Mr. Jackson. But we you disagree on a, a lot of these games, Mr. Lucas. You wanna make it a bet? What, that Mike like in week three, Mike Evans will have a like a hundred yard game or something?
1: Well, I feel like 100, 100 yards isn't like, oh, he had a game. That's a that's game, 100 dude, 100
0: yards? Of, what do you mean?
1: 100 yards kind of standard for – hello? Stand, what do
0: you mean, 100 yards should be standard every game? 100 yards with no touchdowns? I mean, that's pretty average. I don't think that's pretty average at all. I think that's a good game. I mean, if he has touchdowns on top of obviously that's, the that's great. I mean, on he – On a passing I, team? Hello? Bro, you got forget, bro. He got to pass. you got to pass the rock ride right. He's got Chris Godwin. He's got it. Gronk. All He's right. got everybody. Lions at the Cardinals, Jackson. I got the Cardinals at home. I got D Hop. All right. Sorry, Jeff Kuda. It's not enough there for you. And Matt Stafford. See,
1: this is hard. I really.
0: I'm gonna have to go Lions. Wow. Okay. I don't. This. I don't. I, I'm. I'm not, I'm not harping on the Lions pick. I'm just saying, like, wow, we really disagree on a lot of games this week. It
1: ain't that bad.
0: More than usual. Four games? Five games? It's at uh, least Packers five Packers and Saints. Oh, I got the Saints at home. I got I got I got, oh, I, got I got I got B
1: breezy. Yeah, I don't I don't know how you can pick anyone else. Yeah, yeah. Brees, uh, last game
0: we'll probably be split on this. Chiefs, Ravens. <laughs> Ooh, that's a Monday night game, too. Chiefs, Ravens. Chiefs are on the road here, but I'm gonna go with my Super Bowl MVP, Patrick Mahomes, uh, on the road in hostile territory. Um, this is the AFC Championship game everybody else wanted, Lucas, except us. But um, yeah, ooh, should be good. Should be a good game. I got, I got Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes here.
1: Yeah, I've, honestly, I've also got the Chiefs. I don't see the Ravens being able to keep up. Like we've talked about it before, they're you know they're not the high scoring team. They're a run team.
0: And if you can stop the run, you can stop the Ravens. You make, make Lamar Jackson beat you with his arm.
1: So that's it for the picks this week, Jackson. It is time for...
0: Oh, it's my favorite. It's my favorite. Little drum roll. Take it or leave it. Take it or leave huh. it. I love it, man. Ooh, I am ready. I am ready to All get right. it going.
1: For those of you that don't know, take it or leave it is a segment we do every week where I give Jackson about five uh, statements. He takes it, leaves it tell his thoughts good times let's go number one Jackson yes the Texans
0: had the worst offseason of all 32 teams I think yes I will, uh, well I mean there's some teams that have had some pretty bad offseasons but I think they have to be in the conversation right you lose the best wide receiver in the league for what a, a group of picks that you use to get Brandon Cooks David Johnson and Randall Cobb. I. And by the way, you also lost Carlos Hyde. He went and signed to Seattle. Mm-hmm. So you lose your big time. You lose your other running back, who's able to kind of come in and and help you out and give and spare David Johnson, you know, five to six carries a game. You know, spell him out a little bit, and or take over should David Johnson, who has a big time, in, who has an injury history, get hurt. Right. Uh, not only that, they lost a tremendous amount of draft picks. Right, they didn't really draft hardly anybody. I can't, I can't think off the top of my head who they did draft. Right, that's how uh, impactful. Let's say. That their yeah, their draft was. I don't was. think they had a pick in the first or second round. I'm not a thousand percent unsure on that. I'm but. not thousand, but even if they did, I get nothing. Name jumps out at me, right? They didn't draft a CD land. They didn't draft. a... Yeah. you know what I mean. Like, so I, I feel like they definitely reserve to be the conversation. I'm going to go ahead and say take it. I think Bill O'Brien's crazy. I think he's driving his team into the ground. I I can't see how he can effectively be general manager and coach at the same time, <laughs> doing two jobs when both of which require. Way more than 40 hours a week to be effective, you know, at this high level. So, I, yeah, I, I'm going to take it, man. I, I'm going to take it. I, now, maybe he's a prophet and he's crazy and everything that he did works out and they finally get to the AFC Championship game that they've been waiting to punch through because they've been winning the division year after year. And, 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 and if that happens, I'll eat my words. But history suggests Bill O'Brien's just crazy. And I think he had one of the worst seasons that you could possibly have.
1: Yeah, so I'm also going to take it. Uh, everything you said, plus you've upset your quarterback. Uh, we've seen a, a little bit of frustration by him on uh, social media. You also got the extremely high contract that he gave Laramie Tunsil, which was insane. Um, so it's just, I, I, I got to put him at last. Um, number two, Jackson, take it or leave it. Ryan Tannehill and Dak Prescott should be working with their wide receivers. Yeah. Like other teams, such as the Cleveland Browns have Baker Mayfield out there throwing his wide receivers. You got Big Ben is throwing to his people. You know, Tom Brady. We've seen that. That was was all over ESPN and stuff this past week. He's throwing with his people. Meanwhile, I got Tannehill throwing with one tight end in Florida – while the second string quarterback is throwing with the rest of the team in Nashville.
0: Yeah. So I think, especially when you're talking about Ryan Tannehill, he most definitely should. Um, he's got his contract figured out, right? He's signed. He's good to go. Um, as far as restrictions that have been happening with COVID stuff, I think most of those are starting to kind of, or at least, you know, we're starting to kind of ease up some of those. Um, so he should be able to work out with his wide receivers as long as he can do something in a safe manner. Um, that's cool. Um, he definitely should be because he has a contract figured out he's you know it's his first year as a starter um, in Tennessee you know coming in as a full year to be the the guy and you got a lot to work on in, in the AFC South right the Indianapolis Colts got better yeah the Texans got worse but this is your opportunity to really seize that division title and make another deep run in the playoffs conversely with the Cowboys I can understand why Dak isn't Because Dak wants to hold leverage for his contract negotiations, if he's out there, hold on. If he's out there throwing with his wide receivers, and if he's out there playing in practice or whatever, that technically could make him look like okay. Well, he's going to be here no matter what. He it makes him look weak in the negotiations. However. My personal opinion, I would love him to be out there because I want him to get this contract figured out. Because here's the thing, Dak. You got a brand new coach coming in who's got a different system that you have to adjust with with Kellen Moore. You have wide receivers who are who are new. You got CD Lamb, right? Who arguably was the best wide receiver in the draft, who fell to you at 17, who would love to work with his his quarterback, right? You have a chance in the NFC East with how bad this division has been historically over the past three to four years to Take a. To, we have a very tiny window to try and make a Super Bowl, and I don't want Dak sitting at home or whatever it is that he's doing, and and not signing this contract. He absolutely should be out there with his wide receivers. But because of this contract thing, and only because of this contract negotiations, I can see why he's not because he has to position himself for, in in favor for the contract. But I would like that to be signed done and we get to work because we got a lot of work to do. And this quarantine definitely has pulled us back a little bit in that, in those terms. And I mean, every day that he's at home and not practicing with his wider receivers is a day absolutely wasted. So,
1: so I think it hurts him. It absolutely does. So I think hurt it him. hurts him because I think it looks better in your negotiations and it looks better to the team if you are working. And I think it would be just as easy. And I think it would be better for his argument and for his leverage and stuff, if he would be like, I'm still working with my people because I have faith that we're going to get this deal done and we're going to be happy and I'm going to be here with this team and we're going to win championships.
0: Yeah, but that's not and what my, works with the Cowboys, is it, Lucas? That's not that's not what works with Jerry Jones. You could fly off to Cabo. No one's tried it. No one's tried it with Jerry Jones. You could, but no here's what well, here's no a, but, but it works. But it works, okay? Like what Dak? listen? What Dak is doing works. Zeke went to Cabo, okay, with and Zeke. came Zeke's back different. with a nose ring and got paid. Zeke's different, got, Jackson. <laughs> But it's Dak, different. I know. Listen, but Dak is just following the mold. He's following the lead of what Zeke did. Okay? Now, if Zeke had done the right thing, which you and me believe, and play with his team and say, we're confident I'm gonna get this deal done. I'm ready to go win a Super Bowl, but I wanna get paid. If he had done what you and me had want him to do, okay, like that that would have been great. But because he went to Cabo and set that example for Dak, Dak's just gonna follow suit. He's just gonna follow suit with what he thinks works the best for him to get paid. not
1: year. He is year, gonna I,
0: I know he's gonna have a bad year. What do you I, I agree with you, but he's
1: let me let me finish my argument. I think it helps him more for him to, to to do that and show good faith and tell the team that stuff because then i think they're going to be more likely it just it just further makes your boy want him. okay it just further like he's like this is our guy this is our guy i'm gonna pay him i'm gonna pay him because he's out there working he's out there working with his people and he's gonna win for it i just feel
0: like it works better yeah i'm with you and i would much rather sign a guy like that however Right from his position, he's just going to go off of what in his eyes he's seen has has worked, and that's Zeke. It's not right. It's wrong. He is going to have a bad year. He is going to suffer from it, and we're going to probably be in a much much worse position than if he had been with the team the entire time and had been working and had talking to the coaches. All right, and got- Jackson.
1: I am number agreeing three. with you. Now you're, you're you're repeating things. Now we're getting sidetracked. Listen, we're man, going on tangents. I'm passionate when I talk about my categories. number three, Jackson. Um the proposed slash tested slash rumored (laughs) uh, 4th and 15 rule that they've thought about bringing in and replacing onside kicks and giving teams the option to do so. Um, Do you think it should replace onside kicks? Do you think they should just take you know, like like they should bring that in and they should tell teams like, hey, you've been at 4th
0: and 15. If you convert, you get the ball back. If you want an onside kick, you can do that. I think it'd be cool to see, man. I really do. I think it's a it's a much higher percentage. I was reading an article about this before the show started. And uh, for 4th and 15, the odds of that for succeeding uh, last year in, in 2019 was 28%, right? You think about that, you're like, man, that's really low. Here's the thing. Onside kick attempts, right? It was three out of, I think, uh, or twelve out of seven, three out of like eighty or something like that that got converted. It was something like twelve percent of them actually worked, um, and, and and actually fully recovered. So, I would like to see the fourth and fifteen rule implemented. You know, the onside kick, what well, it's not what it used to be because of like some different, like you know, all the different hit rules that you could do. It's way less successful than it has been before. So yeah, I would love to see a fourth and fifteen. I think if you could if you can convert on a fourth and fifteen play, then you deserve to keep the ball. Uh
1: so I'm gonna leave it. I don't I don't think it should. I think that uh, the onside kick is supposed to be hard. The numbers are low because they're supposed to be low. You're not supposed to be able to just get the ball back. Like you're not supposed to be able to make all these mistakes. And it's your fault that you're in the position you're in. And then you go out there and you're like, I just we do one fourth and 15, get the ball back, go down, score. And all of a sudden it's a different game. You know, I, I think fourth and 15 is too easy. Honestly, it's so low. How, how many times do you see a pass and play that's past 15 yards, you know? So
0: Yeah, if, it just kind of depends
1: on the just, team. I'd like to see it if, I'd like to they, see something different. If they made it higher, maybe, you know, for
0: the twenty. Maybe. I'd be curious to see the percentage on that too. I just—I I I want like to, be hard. Like to be Twelve point seven percent—like an onside kick—is hard. Yeah, it is hard. But twelve point seven percent is too low to even try and attempt it. I feel Unless like if it was up like Falcon
1: twenty, they've got three in a game. I think.
0: <laughs> right, that those might have been the only three that actually got converted all year.
1: <laughs> um, Falcons, man. Number four, uh, should we expect a lot from Mike McCarthy and the boys? Uh, I asked this uh, because it's a new coach coming in. I don't know why I asked you two cowboy questions. I made a mistake. I'm gonna, have, I'm cutting you off. If you start going too long and start repeating the same things. But he, mean, it's just new, new coach coming in, you know, and like, sh- should we really be expecting a
0: whole lot from this? You
1: gotta fix Coach Claps' problems that he's got in the team.
0: Uh, normally, I would say yes. Uh, you should expect uh, a significant change uh, in coaching style. You should expect a significant change in how the locker rooms run, et cetera, et cetera. However, um, with the off season ran the way that it has been, um, and with all the different challenges that Mike McCarthy has come into it, I don't expect a whole lot from him year one, right? I think it's going to take a while for him to kind of you know uh, get comfortable and and get rooted and, and get ready to go. Um, I feel like this season is going to be kind of weird. It's going to be kind of awkward. It's going to take a while for teams to get you know in a rhythm. So I don't expect a whole lot out of McCarthy this first year.
1: Well, I I just mean like in terms of the team winning, like, are you still expecting your team to go far into the playoffs? Like, I know what you want as a fan, but like, if you put yourself in a third person view, like, are you really expecting the Cowboys
0: to, to go deep in the playoffs, playoffs? to make the playoffs? Yes. I would hope so because of the NFC East and its troubles and the division, if they were in (laughs) another division, no, <laughs> but okay. because the NFC East has been so bad, with all the talent they have, they definitely, we definitely should make the playoffs. Absolutely. So it should be, I oh. guess, in that say a greater expectation than Jason Garrett last year. We need to make the playoffs. We were eight and eight. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks Garrett. Uh, last sure. one, Jackson.
1: The Patriots will not make the playoffs. Take it or leave it.
0: Oh my gosh, you really did put me on the spot. Ah. Uh. Because there's seven this year, I think they're going to make it. Um, I do, man. I That division that they're in is, is completely up for grabs. I think the Buffalo Bills are going to capitalize on that. Um, still then, I still think they're going to be open to a wild card spot with how bad the Dolphins and with how bad the Jets are going to be. Um They're still going to leave themselves open and have a finding chance for it. Um, Because it's been expanded, I could see them still making it. Yeah, and right, I want them it. to make it because, Lucas, we've been around the perfect story, bro. Like, imagine if Bill makes it back and it, it, that, like, one-in-a-million-shot scenario happens where Brady versus off against Belichick when he, and as the first team to host the Super Bowl. It's it's just too perfect for it not to be. So I'm going to put it out yeah. in the universe. Yes, the Patriots no will way. make playoffs. No way. I'm, I'm leaving it. They're not making it, bro. I know. I
1: love Belichick. He's an amazing coach. He's the best ever. But come on. They have no. Come on, man.
0: We'll see. Uh, that's it for taking or leave, it, Mr. Jackson. Yeah, that's it for taking It Leave It. Guys, thank you so much for dropping in uh, for this, for episode number seven of the Go For Two podcast. Uh, again, apologies for, you know, no video here today. But for the audio, our normal listeners, uh, uh, nothing much has changed for you, I guess. Um, but yeah, I'll take we'll, the blame. It's my bad. But we'll be, we'll be back to normal next week. Uh, we'll figure out our technical difficulties. We'll be good to go. Guys, thank you so much. Uh, please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Always leave a comment down below. Thank you, Aiden, for leaving a comment. Thank you, Casey, for all of your comments on Hometown Heroes um he casey needs some love okay he needs a little bit of help down there in the comment section okay he's starting to get a little wild a little insane a little crazy but that's okay that's that's the way that we like him um if you guys have any uh questions for us leave them in the comments uh but i think that's going to do it have a happy memorial day uh for us uh here on the pod and we will see you in the next episode love you bye
1: deuces